Radio Reverb. Hello and welcome to In-House, the podcast, reimagined and reformatted for Radio Reverb. My name's Will Hood and this show is essentially a collection of interviews and music with artists on the In-House Records label. These conversations were all recorded remotely over the phone at the height of the pandemic lockdown, so sometime between March 2020 and the summer of 2021. But as you're about to hear, what makes this label so special is that In-House is the world's first prison-run record label, which means all of the artists you'll be hearing from have spent some time in prison and would have typically have gotten involved with the record label while serving time. You should also know that whilst everybody I interviewed had been released from prison, originally these interviews were part of an audio CD that the label was delivering to seven prisons across the southeast of England as a way to respond to the COVID situation. So if at points I reference a prison audience, then that's what I'm talking about. So although you can find this podcast out in the wild, as it were, on all the usual streaming platforms, we thought it would be fun to create a radio show for Radio Reverb that strings a number of these interviews together. A collection of interviews with artists about the role creativity played in helping them survive prison and transform their lives. If you want to find out more about the record label, then that's at inhouserecords.org. But for now, the label would like to state that we do recognise the severity of criminal acts and their far-reaching societal implications. Our aim is not to excuse but to better understand the environments and challenges faced by those who find themselves in Her Majesty's prisons through conversation and engaging dialogue. In-House Records is a community interest company working collaboratively with HMPPS to bring about space for positive change. So now that all the introductions are done, today you're going to hear from three very different and distinct artists, Joshua Dinell Laurent, George Leonside and Dave Rapley. All of these guys have something unique to say about their music and the creative process, as well as their life experiences. I hope you get something out of these conversations. I know I did when I recorded them. And so without further ado, here's my conversation with Josh, recorded way back at the beginning of last year's lockdown in March 2020. Hi, Josh. Hey, hey, hey. So how are you doing today? How's all the craziness of the world treating you? Oh, you know, man, what can we really do besides get through it? Which, well, there are things we can do, but what will we do? Yeah, yeah, right. All right, yeah, good to go. Good to go, all right. Well, look, perhaps we can start off uh, just by you giving yourself an introduction, so just telling me uh, your name and uh, and how you came to be involved with the whole in-house lot. My name... Joshua Dunnell Lauren, um, I spent a few years in um, ISIS, HP ISIS. Um, in house, in house came around um, a year into my sentence, and they offered some serious opportunities that we thought was the whole. <laughs> to be honest, it was too good to be true. So this was skepticism but, um, amongst the guys talking amongst yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, we're in prison. You know yeah. what I mean? And nothing, nothing, nothing good comes of it. 
what I'm saying? So when so when you got a person that's coming into jail, saying to you that okay, look, I can um, I can harness your creative ability and make you a star. The first thing you think is, oh no, hell no! What you're trying to do is take my ability and make yourself some money. You are trying to do away with me. You you instantly think the negative, because we're in a negative environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. They came in, they started doing, uh, um, they bought in mics and laptops. We were still happy, and we were, we were happy. But as you know, skepticism, skepticism. Um, I still thought, okay, well, what happens when we leave? So um, when it came time to leave, he said to me, "Look, when you get out of here, here's my number. Give me a ring. I'll hook you up." Um, so I thought I'd come out of prison, call that number, and get no reply. <laughs> um, to my amazement, within the first week, I came out. Judah had me in a studio um, demoing some stuff. And when he sat me down and spoke to me outside, that's when it kind of hit me that this guy is doing it for pleasure. I've been drinking way too much, can't even feel my face. I've been drinking way too much, sipping on spades and ace. I've been drinking way too much, too much, ay. I've been drinking way too much, too much, ay. What was I thinking? What I want to do is I want to take you way off onto another tangent. I want to go back way into the kind of personal. Do you remember a particular moment, a particular song or a particular gig or an artist? Maybe it was a music video. Sometime in your youth, do you remember a moment when music just punched you in the face and you were like, wow, what is that? I need to, that's important. I need to spend time with that. That needs to be in my life. You know what I do? I, I remember the exact moment music punched me in my face and, Unfortunately, it's going to be a cliche answer. <laughs> but you know what? Thriller. When I, when I heard Michael Jackson's Thriller, because I'm a hip-hop guy. Yeah. I was a rapper when I was young. But when I heard Thriller, I was like, hang on, what did I just experience here? <laughs> you know you know when a song can get you in emotion, it's like a cinem- cinematic experience, like you've gone into another universe when you hear it. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, I mean, so what was it about Thriller that uh, that got you? What got me? It was the song. And and, and, and it's, it's funny we talk about this because um, I played Thriller when I was in prison. And and I, I, I heard it in a different way than I ever heard it before because I understood it and the words and what it's about. And... and it's just deep. Everything about it is perfect. I, I have never... There's hardly any songs that I can say is perfect to me, in a way, in my opinion. But Thriller, I can't imagine it any way where it could have been better. Uh, I don't really drink too tough. Let me get a cup, not too much. I'm a bit up, back two shots. Hands up, pop up on the track with Josh. Would you even know how much that costs? Nah, nigga, you ain't rolling with us. Don't say another word, please hush. And you're looking like your whole life crush. Got a pretty woman, pretty good at cooking. Never looking back, I wonder if I've took it. Why you saying you would when you know you wouldn't? Why you saying you could when you know you couldn't? Handle all of your liquor, you know you couldn't. Drink them under the table, they know they should. So, obviously, uh, at some point, you ended up doing a bit of time. Um, how long did you spend inside? Um, two years and four months. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, I'm very aware that, you know, the audience for people that are listening to this are going to be guys that are in prison doing all sorts of different lengths of sentences. And uh, yeah. I just wondered, first of all, is there anything 
any advice that you can give them or any thoughts even that you can share with them about a way to approach it because it's got to be pretty tough at the beginning yeah till it becomes a normal what, what, you know what in, in everyone's experience of prison is different um, and oh man it's you know what it's, it's like I, I, I don't even want to sound like one of them people that's just being cliche yeah hold your head down because it's not that easy man and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you know what? It's a, it's a mental battle. You know what I mean? And and as long as you can occupy your mind, you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Obviously, everyone has to do what they got to do, and whatever you need to do, you have to do. But occupy yourself. Yeah. You feel okay. me? If if you if you stay idle all the time, will just drag. And in house is that is that occupation that you need for real. What is it about music specifically that can help so much with people's psychology, do you think? Can can feed the brain so much? Because there's a strength in there that you can pull out of this stuff. Yes. You have to, you have to realise what music is and, 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 and the power behind it. Because people, music affects us every day, but we don't really, take, we don't really comprehend and acknowledge what it can do to us. Like, for example, um, we're going to dark. There are songs that can bring you from a sad place to a happy place. There are songs that can make you want to do something crazy. <laughs> like, there are songs that can depress you. Music is powerful. And if you understand the power of music, then you can harness the power to achieve um, an effect, a desired effect. But then it goes deeper to the mentality and how you perceive things. Music can actually affect your perception, and and I'm talking about your morals, your behaviour, the way you the way you uh, uh, um, take things, in, environmental things, and and that is why music's so important. And and and, and what I said to you about society is that music, there's no there, there there's no um, discrimination in music. Yeah, everything is for one thing I was saying yesterday to you how this, for example reggae hip hop and garage and, and R&B you can say are offsprings of reggae and then and then you have pop and then all these other things but all these things are one right the foundation yeah. the foundation that's what it's all about and, and this is what in house is about too because one thing about the industry that we all know is that nowadays unfortunately it's not about how good you are it's more about who you know. But in-house, the passion is about the talent, the growth of music. In-house has got you into some studios. You've been making uh, yeah. making some music. You've been making demos. Have you actually been laying down tracks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I've got a few demos going right now. Um, I've done a few performances as well. I've done one in the EY um, um, building. Um, um, not too long ago, and everything is everything is going sweet. The the, the networking's crazy. Uh, I've, I've met some people. Mostly, I don't want to name drop or anything, but you know, yeah, everything is good. I drink way too much. Can't even feel my face. I drink way too much. Sipping on spades and ace. I drink way too much. Too much. I drink way too much. Too much. What was I thinking? The tune that you sent over to me, uh, so this tune that we're hearing right now underneath us, uh, and tell us a little bit about that. What is that? 
know what? Um, I wrote that in Marcel um, um, in-house. Um, some of the staff from in-house bought me in a CD with instrumentals on it. That's what they do as well. Um, and I put it on in Marcel, and I was writing to it. And do you know what I realised? It was it was a it was a fun track. It was a, it was just for fun. But as I hear it, I realised that music really comes from deeper within, you know, because. I realise when I hear the song now, the song is saying, I've been drinking too much and smoking too much. What was I thinking? It, it's almost like, when I was writing it, it was fun. But when I hear it back, it was like, wow, oh, hang on, I'm saying something here. I'm saying that I'm drinking too much. <laughs> it's crazy. So it came from a literal place. I've been drinking way too much. Can't even feel my face. I've been drinking way too much. Sipping on spades and Amazing. So you're almost kind of reprimanding yourself in real time, but you didn't realise that that's yeah. what you were doing. I didn't even know. I didn't even know, and that's what that's, that's what it hit. I was like, wow, music really is amazing. Yeah, it, has, it does have the ability to transcend time and space. I think in that way, oh, doesn't it? It's crazy. I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're actually right. Time and space. Do you know what it is? Oh, okay. You, you're, now you brought me there. Now it's come on then. <laughs> Time and space. You know what? <laughs> what is music is just vibration. You know what I mean? It's 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 just it's just it's just waves, uh, electromagnetic waves, and 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 time and space doesn't really apply. Uh, um, for example, um, how how the sound goes through physical objects. It's just vibrations. Vibrations can do that. Yeah. And and so so. It can definitely transcend space, and the time aspect that you're bringing into it now, with your example, you're right. There are songs that were made a hundred years ago that can apply to now. Yeah, it's yeah, timeless. yeah. That get the human yeah. condition just perfectly, and it's like, oh, that guy right. knows that yes. nuance of emotion, yes. that, that very particular thing. Yeah. Right. It's timeless. It, it, it didn't predict the future, but it applied to it nonetheless because it's timeless. It applies for the past, the now, the everything. It is ritualistic behaviour because because we use music as a social bridge. Music has a way of bringing a social, uh, um, uh, bringing out social behaviours in people that are unusual. It, it opens you up. So therefore it is ritualistic, especially when you go for that. So so yeah. Pour it in a Dixie cup. Don't stop filling up. Man, I'm so here with it. I don't know who to trust. I got some loud in my back pocket, but I can't even build it up. I've been drinking way too much, too All right. much. So I just wanna wind it up by uh pulling it back to the kind of current social situation, which affects us all, right? Whether you're in prison or whether you're not in prison. Um, I just wondered if you have any uh, thoughts for guys that are in prison listening to this, because this whole COVID-19 thing, it must be pretty scary if you're in prison, right? And and also you're not getting visitors, are you? Suddenly your visits, which I imagine is a big part of prison life, what you probably organise your day around, or you're weak. You know, that's got to be tough. So, I mean, any any thoughts about that? Well, I'm not 
sure I can answer that well. So, in complete honesty. Yeah. You were saying things are kind of strange and kind of weird. And people are going crazy. I'm not saying to be um, to be ignorant towards it, but at the same time, mass hysteria isn't the cure for anything. And and just to be just 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 to observe and and just be aware of what's of, of, of what's so you know make make your own opinions of things and and you and you do what you think is right. But as far as being scared, there's no need. There's no need. Fear fear doesn't accomplish anything. And it, it won't gain us nothing. And everyone in prison right now, I know the mentality that we have when we're in prison. I know exactly what we think and the ideas we come up with in regards to the system. You know, just like I said before, um, occupy your mind, let the time fly, come out, and then and then do as and do as you wish. Do what you feel is right to you. That's the only thing I can say about that. Josh, you're a legend, man. Thank you so much. I, oh, really, well. I really appreciate your time. You take it easy. Cheers, uh, you Josh. too, man. Stay healthy as well, man. And you, yeah. Good luck for all of this. Radio Reverb. You're listening to Radio Reverb, and this is the In-House Records podcast, reimagined and reformatted for a one-hour-long show. We just heard from Joshua Dinal Laurent, who I think is amazingly articulate, about the power of music to bring about positive change in your life. And for anyone that didn't catch the beginning of this show, the In-House Records podcast is a collection of interviews and music with artists on the In-House label, which is the world's first prison-run record label. So everyone that I'm interviewing has spent some time in prison and has in some way experienced the awesome power of creativity to help them cope with whatever they're going through. Next up, we have George Leon Side, a guitar player and songwriter who left HMP Rochester in 2019 after serving 52 weeks. I hadn't met George before, but we had a fascinating conversation about the importance of creativity for keeping your sanity whilst you're in prison and also the way that writing songs can be a form of dialogue with yourself. Hi, George. How you doing? Yeah, not bad, you? Good, man. Yeah, I'm all right. probably worth repeating that all these interviews were recorded during lockdown between March 2020 and the summer of 21 and were originally created for a prison audience. You, you all look at me like I'm the same Dancing like a spark next to a flame And you don't even know my name So, uh... How are you coping with the whole uh, social distancing business? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's, um, it's, a bit, it's just coming out of prison and having to be isolated, you know what I mean? Right. So when did you come out, George? Was that quite recently? October, last year, October. Okay, wow. Yeah, Rochester I was. Okay, and so how long did you do in Rochester? 
it was a year, yeah, 52 weeks in Rochester, and I was in Lewis for a couple of weeks as well at the beginning. Okay, so that's crazy to come out of uh, prison and then a few months later to uh, be going through all of this. Well, yeah, because I was on the tag as well when I got released, so um, so it's just like extra lockdown. But it is what it is, it's not too bad. You know, it's uh, given me an opportunity to do a little bit of work, whatever's been turning up, and to practice at home my music, do you know what I mean? You all look at me like I'm the same Dancing like a spark next to a flame you don't even know my name You don't even know So how did you find the um, the environment within house then? I didn't expect to go to a prison and there'll be like a music facility and that. I, I didn't know it was all about that because it's the first time I've been inside. But it was really great to be able to do something like that within the prison environment. And uh, there's different genres that span throughout prison. And introduction to these new genres by the other in-house guys was a good blessing for me as well because it helped me with my writing it helped me with the um, every so often you've got of kind of um, reinventing yourself as an artist a musician and so forth and you may become a bit stagnant because you're used to doing the things you've been doing for a while but when you meet new people new artists you hear how they're flowing how what they're writing about maybe using different keys in their music, different rhythms, drum patterns and so forth, and it inspires you and it helps you out. It gives you that kind of edge, that thing that you've been looking for but maybe couldn't quite find. Quite often when I talk to people um, about this project, they don't have any experience of prisons. There's a little bit of, you know, why would you want to be doing that? If people have gone to prison, they shouldn't be getting music workshops. They shouldn't be having a nice time and making music. But I wonder what you think about that sentiment, which doesn't seem to be that uncommon. If anything, there needs to be a lot more workshops and there needs to be a lot more concentration on having inmates spend time in workshops when they're in prison instead of maybe being isolated for a long period of time in a small room, you should be given the opportunity to participate in what could be life-changing activities, because that is how you're going to see the good in something. When There's a lot of guys that end up in prison, which sadly, one of the reasons that they're in prison is because they're undereducated in many different walks of life and because of that they don't know who they are they have a part that found themselves and they find comfort in committing and recommitting and reoffending the same crime or different crimes or staying within that same parameter but if you're going to take someone and isolate them as punishment by locking them up in a small room for a very long period of time yeah that can work because that will make them suffer for a period of time but if you was to isolate them so they spend time on their own, but you also give them the opportunity to retrain, re-educate themselves or not even re-educate. Sometimes for some people it's educate because they haven't had that education in order to be re-educated, for example. So you have to show people the light at the end of the tunnel if you want them to get out of it. Otherwise, they will just keep going back into that system because it is a kind of asylum, really. There's so many different characters from different walks of life, experiences, past traumas or whatever. You don't know who's been through what. 
music is the food of love in the words of Shakespeare. And with a lot of people that have been um, convicted for a crime, just because you, you've been convicted for a crime, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that you do about your everyday life involves criminal activity. So you get guys who are talented as musicians and life brings them different struggles and they're forced to do things which sometimes is within their control, sometimes it's not within their control. But even though you've committed a crime and an act, you're still a musician. This tune that we're listening to now, which is underneath our interview, uh, is called The Same. So this is a, a piece of music uh, that you wrote when? I think I wrote that song about maybe um, 10 years ago now. My music is is how I feel. When I wrote the same, I was at a dark, confused place of my life, which I've been in a dark, confused place for quite a long time of my life and I couldn't get, get to grips with what was going on really. Maybe I didn't understand the depth of the darkness that I was involved in. The same is a song about basically how some people look at you and they think that you're the same as everyone else. They don't look past the silhouette to get within the deep cavity of what a person is all about and who they really, really are. If you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's fair to say that most of my songs is me talking to me. Every day watchful eyes stick their heads in the sky to say hello to you and me. But we move like there's nothing to see and you. You all look at me like I'm the same. When I was inside after working with Rochester in-house for a little bit, when they turned around and said, there's this, we're going to do like a, a showcase thing for friends and family. So if you can imagine, in essence, it's like a gig, really, right? And I know it's within prison and that, but when I, I sat down and thought about that in myself, I was like, wow, I'm going to gig in prison. Now that for me was like, it was, it was a great feeling because like no one, not many people are going to get to gig in a prison. Gigging on the outside is easy a lot easier than gigging in a prison. You have to go to a prison for a start. You have to be a musician and you have to be get offered the opportunity to get up and perform a few songs. That was a big thing. That, that, that was a big thing. Why was it so much of a bigger thing in prison? Was that because of the audience? Uh, you'd have to see them the next day that you're in close quarters with them? Or, or why is that? I mean, I presume you're talking about nerves and all this type of thing of, of showing vulnerability in front of an audience. Explain to me why that's different in prison than on the outside. OK. Because when, when I first went to Lewis, while they were signing me in and all that business, they took everything off me. They stripped me down to the, my shoes, my socks and my piercings. So in essence, all I was left with was a pair of shoes, like leather shoes, a pair of socks, and a couple of piercings. Nothing, you've got nothing. You've just got your shoes, your socks, and your piercings. And then you've got this now, all of a sudden, as you look, things have changed, and you've been given an opportunity to play live in, in, in a prison in your environment there. So from your shoes and socks to being on stage with a guitar and a 
backing drum machine and other guys there performing and people coming to see you and people coming to see them that are also going to see you you see how your life can be put back together for the better for the good yeah it can happen it does happen it's happened to many a people throughout life throughout the whole planet whether they've been to prison or not but when you go to prison it's not the lowest of the low because the lowest of the low is death but the next step before that is prison so to be at that such low point and then to be rebuilt and have people have faith in you people show you that you know what i believe in this guy mate i know i know what he's done he's done yeah i know that i get it however this guy has shown me something which makes me feel I can trust him, I can believe him, I can work with him, I can give him a chance. He can salvage his life. And that's massive. What were the big tunes for you growing up when you were in those teenage years? Can you remember any of the big, big tunes that that you that really meant a lot to you? Yes. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen was a massive, massive influence. Oh, the boss. Yeah, the boss. The boss. He writes he writes from the heart as well. And um, he puts you in his world, you know? He puts you there. Bob Jovi was a massive influence. Metallica was a massive influence. Dire Straits, massive. Pink Floyd, Bob Marley. I love drum and bass as well, and I love deep house music. All of those are big classic names, aren't they? But some of them very different styles. Do you mean that it's it's useful to have those different styles in your life to uh, so you can feel it and relate to it through different parts of your personality? Most definitely, because no two days are the same. No two hours are the same. No two journeys are the same. If you're doing something and you're listening to the wrong music that's fit into that, that environment, you're not going to have good time. For example, when I'm working out in the gym, I can't work out to R&B. No disrespect to R&B, but when I'm working out, I like a bit of deep house, mate. I like that progression. Right, if yeah. If I'm getting down and jiggy with it with a woman, we'll have some R&B, you know? <laughs> if I'm drinking a can of Red Stripe and I've got something else on the go, we might listen to a bit of Bob Marley or something. Yeah, for sure. So... It's, it's uh, very important, in my opinion, to have a very, very broad spectrum of music, especially if you are a musician. You know, musicians really can't afford to be narrow-minded or biased to any kind of music, and musicians generally ain't. And artists, we don't see things that way. You know, that um, racism and bigotry and sexism and all that is shunk. It doesn't interfere. It's not part of it. It's the music. The guitar is not racist. Like if any geezer picks it up, if a woman picks it up, if a youth picks it up or an old man picks it up, it's what they do with it. It's their weapon of choice. And when you close your eyes and listen to what you're listening to, that's when you feel, that's when you connect. The audience for this, as I explained, uh, on the phone are going to be a lot of guys inside um, 
You know, so seven prisons in the in the southeast are going to be listening to this. So I'm really struck by a lot of the things that you're saying, and I'm sure it will really resonate with them. But I'd also imagine this whole corona craziness has got to be doubly impactful if you are inside, right? Because you've all of your visits have stopped, all of these workshops um, and your chances to get out and express yourself, all of these good things that you're talking about, or potentially good things, have, have ground to a halt. Have you got any thoughts uh, from someone that's been there uh, about them or for them about how to get through this as a as what must be quite a desperate time? Yeah, it is a desperate time. It's an unfortunate time. It is really horrible. But you've managed to deal with so much so far. It's just a thorn in your side. All you've got to do is pull that thorn out and let the wound heal. And by doing that, patience is a virtue. You have to master the art of patience, which that was a great experience for me. I have managed to master the art of patience while going to prison, which maybe I didn't have enough of it beforehand. So you have to be patient. Reading books. Get a book, man. Read books. Read, read different varieties of books. Right. Write, write down how you feel. Get a pen and paper and just whatever you feel is, however you feel in your head, just write them words out. Whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, just get it out. Just get it out. And um, remember that it's just a date. Everything has a date. Your release date is a date. This quarantine thing has a date. We don't know when this date is going to be exactly. Know our release date potentially, so we get to that. We strive to it. We get for each day, one day at a time, and we get closer to that date, and then we're released. And the same thing will apply have, will apply to many different scenarios and situations. And this coronavirus is one of them. So keep your mind occupied. You have to keep busy, keep focused. Don't worry. Don't panic. It's your situation. It's just so happened right now that you're part of it. The core fundamental thing is, remember, no matter how bad you feel in life, remember that someone is always feeling worse than you. Somewhere else, someone else has got it much harder. So be strong, be cool, be patient, and just be you. Well, look, George, really, really nice to meet you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Yeah. No problem. Good luck with all of the um, COVID nonsense. Yeah, you too, man. Stay safe. Yeah. I wish you and the family all the best. Yeah, hopefully I'll meet you at one of these showcases sometime soon. Definitely. It'll definitely happen, mate. I'm sure of it. All right. Nice one. Take care. Thank you. Have a good day. I'll speak soon. Radio Reverb. Welcome to In House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood, and each week I'm chatting with different musical artists who have spent some time in prison. During the time each guest has spent incarcerated, everybody has taken part in workshops run by In House Records, the world's only prison run record label. This week's interview is with Dave Rapley. 
someone that I met in HMP Lewis whilst working as a facilitator for one of the workshops within house. Dave was a huge creative force in those groups and continues to be uh, by the sounds of it on the outside. Hello. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. Sometimes it's like I'm on worst enemy. Though the devil in my head has been a friend to me. There's a better me. The devil he ain't getting me. With metal in my mind's eye, I fight through the jealousy. So why you stressing me? I'm just trying to bless a bee. But when I speak, he seems to interject and says to me, Don't let the light in. Let the darkness take you. So, uh, <laughs> let's start off by uh, perhaps you can explain to me how you got involved with the in-house lot in the first place. Um, I found myself on remand in Lewis Prison um, for eight months, uh, waiting trial, and within about a month of being there, um, one of my guys I was talking to said, oh, have you not seen that in-house records thing? I went and had a look, um, asked about it, put in an app, um, and yeah, hey presto, got involved. Uh, describe for me how that changed the experience that you were having in prison. Uh, I mean, for me, first couple of weeks in there, uh, obviously I'm, I'm nearly 40 years old and it was the first time I've ever, I'd ever been uh, in there um, or anywhere like it. So the first couple of weeks was a bit of a blank, like, what? <laughs> sort of staring at the wall. Um, then when obviously they're allowed to settle in, you start getting out a bit more. Um, it, it was better and obviously you know got me some people on the wing and it, and it was all okay but still a bit what I'd say was dead you know it was just just a dead space when I then came into the room with you guys for the first time uh, was actually you yourself Will so um, it just completely transformed for me into I mean I wrote two albums that, that's how it changed for me I literally wrote two albums. Um, was writing constantly in my cell. I was I was writing. I think I was writing thirty-two bar verses in the in-house room on, on occasion. You know, it just enabled me to get down a lot of things I think I hadn't dealt with as well. It, it was a bit of an outlet for me um, to try and turn a negative situation into something positive, and that's what, I suppose was the crux of what in-house was for me it was giving me that definitive time to dedicate to that it's getting too much we've tried and we've tested what it means to be clean but we ain't respected living in the shadows feel rejected but the soul will find love unexpected the entities that argue will find a common ground there was a kind of core group uh when you were there that yeah was insanely productive that room kind of brought home to me uh, an idea that I've always had is that look good people sometimes do bad things and I'm a big burly bloke with tattoos around my neck I'm I'm not sort of uh, worried about most things but my life got a lot better after realising that energy lines and uh, thinking with your heart and acting with your heart rather than your head works and is a much better way to be. And I just think there was a few people in that room at that time that kind of, I call it like-minded people, that we just all had that same sort of mindset 
to concentrate on what felt right, what felt good, and if it didn't, it didn't go. And yeah, I think it just worked. It definitely did work. And I do, I do mean, I do, I miss, I, it sounds weird, but I miss those Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know? It's something like astrology. I never realized energy was so important, but energy lines are real, so don't distort them. I mean, I showed one of my tunes to um, somebody who's not really into it, an older guy. Um, he, he was inquiring about my music, and I showed him one of my tunes um, called My Own Worst Enemy. So that, went, that's the track we're listening to right now underneath this interview. Yes, yeah, so tell me about My Own Worst Enemy. Well, yeah, Own Worst Enemy is kind of what it sort of says on the tin. It's an argument in your head you know devil angel on the shoulder light dark whatever you want to sort of call it um and the sort of turmoil you go through in your own mind questioning you know what way to go you know should I go this way should I go that way but I know I should go that way really but you know these little internal battles you have in your mind but for me that track was massively positive um, because the last lines are every single soul in the earth needs nurturing there's no way the universe can be swerving it and you can't deny it the, whole, the universe as a whole can't get around it it gets moorish when you're so always tortured so the poor kids get forgotten sons and daughters but every single soul of the earth needs nurturing there's no way the universe can be swerving this for some reason we're always chasing this like this realm of perfection that is an impossibility you know it's it's instagram and facebook lives that we're all chasing because they don't actually exist they're virtual and actually being able to look at yourself and i think music allows me to do that a lot allows me to reflect on a situation or an action or a reaction whatever it might be whatever moment in time that has occurred in my life I can actually reflect on it in whatever way that might be and it might start off as sounding quite negative because of maybe it was a negative thing that happened but then I think being able to spin that into a positive and a lesson like I always say there's no mistakes there's just lessons This conversation is making me think of a uh, Tom York quote that I heard. You know, Radiohead man. Because he's forever getting, um, you know, clever dicks saying to him, you know, cheer up, Tom, why don't you sing some happy songs? And I think it was, he was on Desert Island Discs, and I think he's made this amazing statement, you know, uh, a society or a culture that only listens to happy songs um, is showing a real sickness because it's unable to be in touch with its emotions. 100%. And you can see that, can you? You imagine a whole society of people just driving around listening to Katy Perry or whatever. That's no good, right? That's that's an insanity that nobody should have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's just not real life, is it? I, I think the thing is, like, I mean, for example, in the town where I live, in recent couple of years there's been a few guys around here that have actually killed themselves. I mean, one, a couple have hung themselves, one's OD'd. And this is part of like a group of people that I kind of know, or acquaintances, friends of Shah's, my missus, and friends of hers from years at school and all this and the other. And I think this is one of the biggest issues that comes from not being able to be introspective, being encouraged not to talk about how you feel being encouraged not to have an outlet 
but this is part of the problem and the reason you've got young guys committing suicide and ODing on drugs and drowning their sorrows in something in a substance yeah some of it is that it's just addictive and they get hooked on it but the reason they start doing it in the first place is usually an outlet and I've been there myself you know I've only over the last you know two years the first year because I had to um, this year because I want to steer clear of anything and we're talking about hardcore I, drugs now are we? yeah 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 I mean drink drugs whatever I was drowning things in other stuff for a long time until I reminded myself of how to be introspective and remembering that the way you behave as a result can affect other people I'm responsible for lives, I've got children, I'm responsible for my missus, I look after her, you know. I can't just run around doing whatever I want because, oh, I might feel bad once, you know. And I think being able to get a lot of that down in music, on paper, it doesn't matter what outlet it is or or in what way it comes, mine's music. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have a full-on passion for it. It enables me to, to be creative and do things that I like to do and say what I want to say and I think some people can relate to it you know and I've met people genuinely flawless in the system's eyes we hated they ignore us but we yet meet off on hawkers and they get slaughtered they want to hold us down they have not got the forces during these crazy times that's going on out here um, yeah. You know, yeah. the word unprecedented has never been used so much, but I think it is. Yeah. It's true. It's a different world out here right now. For those guys that are in prison, I, I just imagine that prison could be quite a scary place to be right now. And also, you're not getting visitors, right? And uh, you're not having those workshops, whatever it is, whether it's in-house or whether it's your English and maths classes or whatever. I mean, you're not really getting out of your cell. I gather that's what's going on. Have you got any thoughts uh, for them about how to get through that? I mean, someone that's done eight months on remand, how do you get through something like that? Um, For me, obviously, I was already a writer. But I'd like to tell a little story about a guy that came into in-house to be fair because I feel this is an example that shows that writing things down can help anyone not just someone who already writes and for people that sometimes sit there going oh well, I don't do that oh, no, I'm not right I can't, I can't do that and what I could say to people there was a guy I don't know if you remember him Will um, he came in on, I think it was on a murder charge. I believe it was his mate that had stabbed a guy that they were having an argument with. He came into this in-house room like a deer in headlights. He, you could tell he was lost, a bit wide-eyed, barely blinking, which it will do that to you. It did to me for the first two weeks. I was a bit like, oh, mate, but... You know, I wasn't worried about people or, you know, I can handle myself. But it was just worrying about everything at the same time. Like my family, my missus, my children, like everything that's running through your mind. I can't imagine what was running through his mind up on a murder charge, especially when he, as far as he's concerned, didn't even know that it had happened until it had happened, if that makes sense. 
Um, he came in very, very sort of almost withdrawn. He sat with me for a bit and he came back to class with a really good hook or a start of a verse. Um, a whole different energy to him. He and, and it was really good. And if you remember rightly, I think we all started singing along with him because it was the you know to someone who's saying, "Oh no, I don't really do music. I don't do this. I don't. I don't write music. It's not what I do. It's not what I do." Like he was very, very sort of dismissive of it. He then came out with something that was actually really good that had guys that, that do music regularly singing along with kind of like spudding him and going bruv that's sick you know like he got the whole room uplifted but again that was out of him being in a very dark place in a very lonely place probably in his head just from writing down some words on a page and sharing it with some people he was uplifted which is pretty I think unbelievable for for music to be able to do that for someone and I just think in a situation you might find yourself in now, in a cell, locked down as you are, just give it a go. If you can try and focus on something like that, you know, get some thoughts out on a page, you never know, it might help. It helps me and it's helped someone who you wouldn't have thought it would have helped. And I think he even surprised himself. All right, man. Well, look, it's really good to have an excuse to catch up with you. I, it's, I'm really pleased to hear that you're um, you're doing so well. You know, you've got a kid going, you're happy with your business and everything. That's great. No, definitely. Thank you. Um, it's always good having a chat with you, to be honest. And I hope I didn't waffle on too much because I know it's been known. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly, uh, perfectly the right amount of waffling. All right, Dave. Lovely. Take it easy, man. Take care. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records. So, that's our three interviews for today's show. I really hope you got something out of meeting Josh, George and Dave and hearing about their experiences. I appreciate that a show consisting of conversations with people that have spent time in prison is not necessarily everybody's cup of tea. But I'd like to stress what I think is the importance of keeping a dialogue going with those that are sometimes perceived as being on the periphery of respectable society. There's approximately 98,000 people presently in UK prisons, and reoffending is most likely to happen in the first four months after release. Rehabilitation at works is rare, and in-house records is an imperfect but important example of this. And the label has exceeded in creating a culture of authentic aspiration, something that the men involved believe in and cling to. We're going to finish off this episode with a track that was released by Dave a couple of months ago now called Church for My Dogs, and also a track from George Leonside called Maiden Voyage. Uh, You can find both of these releases on all the streaming platforms if you'd like to revisit them. And thank you very much for listening. I've been Will Hood presenting the in-house podcast reformatted for Radio Reverb. And I hope to spend some more time with you very soon. Bye for now.
97.2 FM Radio Reverb Oh my lord In these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord In these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord In these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord In these four walls In the church for my dogs Inside these walls in the church for my dogs But we don't worship, nah, we play hard Worst bit is that the future looks dark now But like a phoenix from the ashes we will rise out I said it's time now, time to pull it all together Don't be foolish if you're useless and your movements wetter It's all about the cheddar, making moves in any weather Getting up and at them now, you know we get up We won't let up, man, we stand strong here You can't dead us, trust that we belong here So don't ever tell us nothing long here Cause you're in the rules of Soft, you're a dosser, that's clear We're the bosses, we ain't taking losses We're just making bread, I said it's all about the profits If you're not honest, man you'll get demolished Seems you're out of your depth, you're not really on it Oh my lord, in these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord, in these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord, in these four walls In the church for my dogs Oh my lord, these walls in the church for my dogs. And on these landings, dosses get disbanded. And they can't stand it when heavy hands are landing. And they get branded as a punch and it is standard. That the pressure's on until the fucking peas have landed. It's a different day, but it's the same old story. This don't change inside these walls for me. It's all about the grind and I'm out for the glory. A matter of time, this life's mine, you can't warn me. Grinding that stone, we will make it out surely. Surviving on road, we won't be broken, play dirty. All these clones stand alone and not worthy Wanna act brave in your face and get shirty Sticks and stones might break bones, they won't hurt me I use words and learn to stand firm from early So don't try dirt, it won't work, I hold firmly Stand my ground with these clowns cause they can't murder me Oh my lord, in these four walls, in the church for my dogs Oh my lord, in these four walls, in the church for my dogs Oh my lord, in these four walls, in the church for my dogs. Oh my lord, in these four walls, in the church for my dogs. Inside these walls, you can't keep your nose clean. Cause there's too many fools and there's way too many fiends. And there's too many tools cooking up too many schemes. You have to break the rules so they know the regime. Need to get it in, yeah, now more than ever. We'll do anything to try and ride the storm together. Never hide, it's always live inside. We fight to get our bread up. And we own that shit and walk these landings with a head. And you can't dead us, I told you that before so You'll get bangs now to your head and torso If you play games of the bread and tick more bro Should've cleared the debt but now your head's sore though I call it Jack and Ori cause I heard so many stories All these stories man that really start to bore me They can't be thinking that I'm falling for it surely Life a crime and too much time will damn me shine and glory Radio Reverb 97.2 Oh, 
Skills. 